Welcome in to Stay in Bounds, the sports podcast of the people. I'm your host, Kari P. And after a long vacation that we've taken, we are finally back. What's up, Howard? How you doing, bro? I mean, I'm good. You know, feels good to be back. I mean, we got some NBA news to catch up on, but we'll get to that. And K-Wall, what's up, my boy? How you doing? Been good, man. Nice little vacay. You know, I miss y'all boys talking about sports, but today we got a lot of free agent frenzy going on. So, yeah, Yo. get into it. Have y'all ready? Yo, man, I do not ever want to take a vacation that long ever again. I kind of want to get back <laughs> yeah, to home with the kids and the wife all day. Yeah, man, it's time to get back to being with the boys. <laughs> yeah, man. So, all right, man, with this free agent frenzy, there's a lot that went on, especially today. Some stuff made sense. Some stuff hasn't made, made sense. So we're just trying to figure out, you know, let's talk about the Rudy Gobert trade. You know, today Rudy got sent to the T-Wolves for, it seemed like a bunch of throwing pieces and picks. But, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you think about this deal, Howard? Um, uh, I wanted Rudy Gobert to leave. I thought he was a problem. And I thought, you know what, he's not, like, I don't think he's a very good player, but, like, he, he's a good defender. And I thought, you know what, the map, that's a perfect fit. He goes there, he's already signed, they don't have to, you know, do anything crazy, and they can afford to lose Brunson. But going to the Timberwolves, like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why you would do that. Cats there, like, I don't know. But, I mean, they didn't give up much. They really gave up two first-rounders and a bunch of players that barely played. So, it's like... They gave up four of them things. What? They gave up four of them things. They gave up four picks. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind. And, and they gave up a kid they drafted in the first round, so you could say they gave up five firsts. All right, well, yeah, never mind. Now I definitely don't understand it. I thought it was only two. My bad. Kayla, okay, well, what do you think, man? I – honestly, I actually kind of like it. I like the trade. I think it's the amount of money that Rudy Gobert makes and the amount that they gave up to get him, which makes everyone look at it in a bad light. It's the same thing with Andre Drummond a couple of years ago when Andre Drummond was making damn near $40 million and he was nowhere near worth $40 million. If Gobert was making like, say, $22 million a year, $21 million a year, wouldn't be a problem, right? But because he's making max money, like Jokic, Bam, Embiid, and Cat, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a problem. But – that's for the Timberwolves to figure out. They're spending half a billion dollars on their front court, and it's a formidable front court. I understand why they bring in Rudy Gobert for one reason, right? For one, you prolong Cat's minutes on the court because now he's going to be playing the four, right? He's going to be going up against fours, and he's going to be guarding power forwards. You know what I'm saying? So he's not being, and he's not having to sit in the paint and bang with centers and be the uh, contest, the contested shot blocker on the drive, man, on the pick and roll. So he's not got to worry about getting in foul trouble as much as he did before. So he's on the court more. Two, all right, that he can actually tap into his offensive game a lot more on offense because he's being guarded by generally smaller players. I don't know any other seven-foot power forwards, you know. So for offensive fluid, fluidity, all right, that he can spread his wings a little bit more than being uh, – uh, what is it called? Having to be like an old school center, having to play in the paint as much and, and then trying to stretch out when he gets a chance 
and losing out on rebound and tip back opportunities. But him only going up against fours, it's a mismatch every single night. I don't think there's a four in the league that can check him outside of maybe Anthony Davis and Giannis. You know, and how many times they played them a year, I don't know. But the other 30, the other 28 teams don't have nobody to check him at, at the four position. We just be honest. And then you add in Rudy Gobert, who's patrolling the paint. And then you got Cowds, you got Towns playing the perimeter now, or like that. And Edwards is developing with his lane. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like a it's kind of a matchup nightmare nightmare. And also, yes, they took on Rudy Gobert's contract, you know, but this guy's a defensive player of the year, you know what I'm saying? Multiple times. This isn't like some scrub who's making who banked in on who cashed in on one good year and has improved it. I mean, they knew what he was when he paid him, and that's what he's done. He's consistently been the best defensive center in the league every year, without a doubt. And what they gave up to get him, I mean, Patrick Beverly, they don't have any plans for him really in the future. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, that one kind of hurts because his his flexibility on on defense, being able to guard up to all five positions right there, that, that will be missed. His limitations on offense is what it is, but he's more of a slasher guy. But – He'll develop with more minutes and more of a role. The Beasley, though, getting out of – because when they signed Beasley, they paid Beasley to be their starting two guard, and he lost his job to Patrick Beverly. So to get out of that contract for a backup – for a six-man or a backup shooting guard, the amount of money he's making kind of offsets bringing in Gobert. So, I mean, relatively, I, I like it, you know, if they can make it work, you know. So, so, so this, to me – was a desperate move by the Timberwolves. I do not see no reason why you bring this in, right? Yes, I can understand. I understand that you saying he's a defensive player, you're this and a third. But that kid that they draft, they drafted, Kessler, he averaged four blocks a game this past year. <laughs> so so to me, if you really want Carl to play the four, you could have did the same thing with him at a lot cheaper rate because now you also got to prepare to pay Anthony Edwards. So between... Between Rudy, Cat, D'Lo, and Anthony Edwards, that's going to be your team. Eventually, so they're probably going to get off D'Lo, which is fine. But between that, trade them draft. between that, that's your that's going to be all the money on. This is and this is not this is not the eighties. This, this is the 80s, This is not the eighties. No, but they're that's, doing like what teams do in football, right? So say Anthony Edwards is your franchise quarterback, like Justin Herbert, right? Okay. But he's still on a rookie deal. You're trying to bring in as much talent as possible to get that shit before you got to give him that big contract. I think that's what this is. And, yeah, and you're right. It's going to be difficult to try and navigate how you're going to divvy up those funds because they just gave Cat a supermax. This Gobert is Anthony Edwards' third year. This is Anthony Edwards' third year, right? Yeah. This is third year. You got to pay him. You're going to have to give him his extension after this year. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, it doesn't kick in for another two years, but still, I understand what you're saying. So, they're gonna have to do some cap gymnastics, yes. They're gonna have their three front court players are gonna be making like 30 million a year, and the rest of their roster is gonna have like they're gonna have like 20 million dollars to fill out the rest of the roster, possibly. You that's for them to figure out. You get why they did it because they feel like they can win now for whatever reason, they feel like they can do it now, you know what I'm saying? And hey, who are they gonna have coming off the bench? But you just like basically what you just did, right? Is you just got a more expensive version of the guy that you drafted this year. Instead of like letting this guy develop, you gave Pat Bell a deal, which Pat Bell was good for this team, right? I understand the Beasley part. Yeah, getting off his deal is probably good. And and 
I don't think the culvert, I don't think his because he hasn't developed the way that he should have. He but, like to be the number well, is he like number seven overall. No, he went number four. Culvert? Number Culver went number four. He's oh a boss. Gosh, I thought he was like seven, but to go number four and not, yeah, he definitely haven't developed the way he was supposed to yet. So, I mean, I think he went, you're right. I think he went, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh, um, DeAndre Hunter. I think Hunter went four. Yeah, Hunter went Culver four. Went, he went in the top 10. I know yeah, for sure. I, yeah, yeah. Top. Hunter went four. Culver went like seven or somewhere in there. Something like that. But I know so, he went in the top 10. So, so, yes, he hasn't developed in the way that he should have. But what I'm saying is, I feel like that. I think Kessler could have been good, and you could have did the exact same thing you're wanting to do. You could have put Kessler out there because he's seven foot one. He's seven yeah, foot. Yeah, I think I think they I think what they I think they just taking the proven commodity. No, you know no, 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 no. Because now, now what you're doing is now, all right, yes, it's a matchup nightmare, right? It seems like a matchup nightmare, but now what you're doing is you're forcing you're forcing Cat to be out there on the wing just shooting because he cannot. He gonna drive inside, and Rudy got to be inside. Rudy don't have no other game. But an inside game. So that's why I said if they can make it work, it'll work all right. That but you're right. It is gonna clog it's because look, Anthony Edwards is a slasher. Once he gets the ball in his hands, if he he can shoot, but he prefers to put his head down and go to the rack. Delo, I think he prefers to shoot, but he can get to the rack as well. Same with Cat. Cat can take somebody to the rack. And you're gonna have Rudy Gobert, you're right, smack dab in the middle of the way. And then the center is gonna help over, so it's gonna make it difficult. But then that opens up for Rudy Gobert with the lob. But you see, like, in Atlanta with Clint Capella, it's the same thing. Clint Capella just sits in the paint, waits for somebody to drive, and they throw a lob. And, and, what, and, what, and, and what and what? what John Collins doing? All John Collins was doing is shooting threes mainly. John Collins, because – John Collins isn't a focal point in the offense. Yeah, he, don't yeah, have, I, he don't have the offensive skill set that Carl Anthony Towns possessed. And, and, Towns, and I, can put the, Towns can, can – could put the rock on the ground, you know, dribble, do his thing, and make it move. They're not going to ice Towns out of this offense. If anything, no, no, it'll no, flow no. through him. You know and, I, and I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is now, because Cat is good in space, now his space just shrank. He don't he don't have much space because all Cat, I mean, all Goldberg going to do is be down there. He's going to do pick and rolls, and that's all he's going to do. I mean, okay, on the defensive end, good, but I mean, hey. Look, I do know. I think Rudy Gobert – at um, what is he like 29 or something like that? I don't know. He's in his prime though. Do I think Rudy Gobert is worth four first round picks and a first round pick from this year in Kessler? No, I don't. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, we got to take it for what it is. He's on the Timberwolves now, and I'm just trying to look at it in an objective way of what they could have been thinking to get him because there's cheaper options available. They could literally, if they wanted another center who could who could play defense, they could have literally sent maybe a first-round pick in Beasley to Indiana or Kessler and a first to Indiana and got Miles Turner. Way cheaper than Gobert. You know what I'm saying? You could have did that. If you wanted to have two seven-footers in there that that uh, play defense and can shoot and stuff, you could have got Miles Turner. You probably could have pried J-Val from New Orleans. There's other centers in the league. Shit, you could have even made a play for DeAndre Ayton if you wanted to. For real, for real. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me ask you, what happens – what happens when the war they play the Warriors and the Warriors say we're just going to get out and run on you? What's going to happen? You've got two hundred million dollars worth of center in Rudy Gobert sitting on the bench. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what what, what what's going to happen? It, to me, it was a desperate move. I don't know. They'll have to force the Warriors to play big or something like that. Kind of like what y'all did in the first two games of the series when y'all made but, but the Warriors Al, play big. Al could kick out. Uh, Robert Williams. He got he got a seventeen footer. He can shoot a little mid range. 
Rudy Colbert can't shoot a mid-range. That's what he got to develop if this team's going to work. And the thing is, they like to get out in space and run too. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I've never known him as a rim runner end to end. You know, he's more of like a set defense kind of guy. But hey, that's for uh, Coach Finch and the management to figure out. For whatever they traded for him for a reason. So if they didn't think it, they couldn't work or they couldn't make it work, they would have probably never traded for him. Let, let Howard get options available. Let, let Howard get in on this. What are you trying to say? I was trying to say, I'm like, do you think this is a just an overreaction of them blowing three leads to the um, Grizzlies in the playoffs. Because honestly, they should have won that series four to one. They blew how many, like 15 plus point leads? Is this their overreaction? Like, we just got to get somebody to play defense so this doesn't happen. Well, I think so. Because they had the war- they had the Grizzlies dead to rights. Yeah, dead to rights. Those teams that they wanted to blew, they had the Grizzlies dead to rights. And I said, and I was thinking, all they were missing was maybe a, a two-way player at the two guard instead of Beverly, someone who could shoot threes and play defense. That's all they were missing—a veteran, somebody who could come in and stabilize everything. Because, like we talked about a while ago, when the playoffs was going on, the veteran teams or veteran leaders would never let it let them be up by twenty something, go into the next half, and, and then end up losing the game by ten. That would never happen. You know what I'm saying? Teams, they wouldn't let leads like that blow. It, so if they it's, like Rudy is that guy, because he is probably they have a relatively young team. He's probably the oldest guy on the team, probably. I don't know. You know, if they feel like Rudy's that guy, then I mean, hey, it, I don't it, think that was their problem. The center position, though, it, you know it, it's not. It's definitely going to be one. It's going to definitely going to be one we're going to see. So let, let's move but on. Like I said, maybe they're trying to prolong Cat's minutes out in the court so he doesn't get in foul trouble as much. You know what I'm saying? Because he has he has he he has the same thing Jaron Jackson had. He plays a lot. He plays with his hands a lot, and it gets him in trouble. He gets two quick fouls like that. He's off the court, you know? Yeah. I, I feel you. I guess we're just going to see what happens. Let's move on to the Clippers bringing in a veteran point guard uh, and John Wall, who um, who still, I feel like, has something left in him. I feel like he's a guy that, you know, we haven't seen a lot in the last, what, since 2017, which I five years. Yeah, been a so, so we haven't really seen a lot from him in the last five years or so. But I, I feel like there's still something there. Let me hear from y'all. What do y'all think? I like it. I like it. They only have to pay him six and a half million, a mid-level exception. The Houston's going to cover the other forty-one point nine or forty point nine or whatever. Like That's that. crazy. I like That's it. crazy. I like that it. That is crazy. I love it. I mean, he's been on the shelf for how many years now? just rehabbing, you know what I'm saying? Because when he came back that one year, he was averaging like almost 20 points per game. He just played with a trash squad in Houston. Now you surround him with Paul George, Kawhi, Covington, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Zubak, Batum, you know what I'm saying? Like this team is deep already. And then Reggie Jackson, you might not even need John Wall to start. You know what I'm saying? You can either go either way. And the thing is, you don't even need him to be your first option. You just need him to be competent and initiate the offense. Paul George and Kawhi will do the rest. So I think this that was a shrewd move. And if anyone can get the best out of him at this stage of career, I feel like it'd be Tyron Lue. You know what I'm saying? A strong coach that no, he's a he's a player's uh coach. You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna drop the offense to where it benefits and it showcases his skills because his quickness, he still has his quickness. He may have lost a step, but for him losing a step, he's like the fastest player in your team, you know what I'm saying? Even though he lost a step. That's how fast this guy was in, in his prime. So 
So I'm excited to see what he does. I just hope he can stay healthy, you know. But I feel like the pressure is not on him anymore to fulfill, you know, to, to play like a $40 million player. I feel like he can go out there and just do his thing. He's still going to get his money, which is the beauty of it, which is crazy. Howard? I mean, yeah, I mean, this is – what is the worst thing that happens for the Clippers? John Wall doesn't play, gets, you know what I mean? He doesn't play or he gets hurt and you, you own $6 million and plays whatever. You know what I mean? Like, this is a complete win. Honestly, Houston, it's a win for them because they get him out of there because they don't need him there. But eating up all that salary, like, I felt like they didn't have to eat up, like, that much. Like, I feel like they should Yeah, but, like, I don't know. The Rockets, I feel like they should have eaten a little bit less of the salary because, I mean – they didn't have to get rid of him. They just kept paying him. And, and they would have had to pay him the full salary, though. Yeah. Would you I, I think they still million? got swindled. Like, uh, would you rather pay him $40 million or pay him $47.4? And, and, and it, benefited, it benefited both teams. Like, John Wall's on the last year of his deal, right? So yeah. John Wall still want to be in the NBA. John Wall has to play this year. It, it's like one of them things where – you're I mean, either. he knows it. He, he'll never make $40 million in his career ever again. I, I, there's no – unless he wins MVP next year, there's no one going to give him $40 million in his injury history ever again. Same okay. with Russ. But, no but one's going to give Russell Wilson – Russell Westbrook $44 million ever again. So you guys you have to cash in now. You're, you're, you're in the situation, though, where it's like, okay, I can either go out and play good this year and I can still make 15 – maybe 18 million a year or I cannot play and somebody might give me 5 million, you know? Yeah. Look, Victor Oladipo uh, came back and now he's making $12 million this year. You yeah. Know? So, so you're, you're trying to, so I think John Wall's in the situation for me. I love this trade. I would honestly, if, if he was wanting to talk to Boston, I would have loved if he would have came to Boston. I feel like John Wall would have been great. I feel I still feel like he's at 18 points. I don't think he can get 18 points and he can get seven assists. I still think that's John Wall, what John Wall can do in this league. He's fast, he's good at finishing. When it comes to this Clippers team, right? The only place I see a struggle at is John Wall was never the best three-point shooter. Kawhi played his game at the mid-range. Paul George, he can shoot threes. I feel like he's the three-level scorer. I don't see a lot of three-point. Shooting on yeah, Covington, team. Covington, Covington shoots it well too. Yeah, but I don't it's know. a perfect, it's a perfect mix because I don't think they're gonna be, I don't think they're gonna be asking John to shoot threes. He thought he shot thirty one point nine percent from three last year or his last season that he played with Houston. So I mean, he can shoot it. I mean, anyone in the league can shoot it, and I mean, mathematically, eventually you'll make one. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think they, I don't think their mentality will be like, you know, we need you to, you know, be a three level scorer. I think they're just going to tell him, just let the game come to you and just play your game because he can still get to the paint, throw a lob, you know, hit the hit the floater, get to the rack like you touched on right there. He's still got that quickness. Like he lost a step, but he's still com- he's still one of the fastest players and, in the league. And then that's how fast he was. And then I love like, you know, he's six four. He's a big guard. So he yeah. can be somebody that can bother Steph Curry, you know. You can if you don't want if you want to put Kawhi on Steph, you can put him on. Oh, Clay. Stop. No, he, he's not gonna bother Steph Curry. See, see, no, but I get what he's saying. I mean, six four compared to Reggie Jackson at six one or six two or like that. I mean, he's probably not gonna stop 
Steph Curry. No one's going to stop Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But he can make it a little bit harder for him. You know what I'm saying? With his length and his quickness, he can keep up with Steph Curry. That's for sure. Stride yeah. for stride. And then, and then what, what, what I'm trying to say is if you want to put Kawhi on Steph, now you can move you can move John Wall to a clay. You know, you can do things like that because he's a bigger guard. I mean, that's all I'm trying to say. Like, you don't uh, have to. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I thought you were trying to say he's going to put the clamps on him. I was like, wait no. a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's how you were going at. I was like, no. wait. What? I was going to say, that's the only – that's the only part of his game for his entire career has been like his weakest spot is his defense. But I will say this though, he do have cookies though. He does get a lot of steals. When he was at the his prime of his career, he was up there in the league leaders for like um steals. Yeah, um not like bother bother just means all right. Instead of this is, this, of is the per- this is the perfect situation for him. Okay. Right. This this is perfect for him. This is the perfect team for him to go to at this this stage of his career, at this salary. There's not a lot of pressure on him to be that guy because there's yeah. two other guys that can be that guy on any given night. You know what I'm saying? He's got Kawhi and Paul George. So a lot of his deficiencies on defense and in, um, deficiencies on offense with his shooting, you won't even notice it because you still got Kawhi and Paul George going for 20, 30 a night. You know what I'm saying? And he could pour in his 18. You got Reggie coming off the bench, Powell coming off the bench. You know, you got two flamethrowers right there, Kennard shooting threes. Um Batum and his defense, Covington shooting threes, Zoo in the middle. I don't know if they bring back uh, Ibaka, but still, I mean, this is a deep squad. I think I think they're firmly in the conversation to be in the uh, contention for the finals. All right, all right, yeah, definitely. Uh, I really like this move. So moving on, let's see. Um, Howard's New York Knicks has given Jalen Bronson. A four-year, $110 million contract. Let's start with Howard. Howard, how are you feeling about this? Uh, this one hurts, man, because you – like, uh, I'm, if Jalen Brunson plays like he did in the series against Utah, the first three games when Luka wasn't playing, if that's the Jalen Brunson we get, it's a steal. But that's not the guy we're going to get. I know it isn't. It's, just, it's like – it's like the perfect um, tragedy. The guy has – he comes off the bench. The next season he wins the starting job, has a great season, gets paid, and then after that you never hear from him again. That, that, that's what this looks like it's going to happen. So, I don't know. I hope he proves me wrong. I mean, there's not there's no not many other options we could have done, so I get that why they went for him. It's not so, so many other options, but – We'll see. So all this all this money, right, at Jalen Brunson's size, right, is what you're basically trying to tell me at his size. Do you think I'm gonna put a couple? I'm gonna throw a couple of names out there, right? And you tell me if you think Jalen Brunson can be this guy, right? Do you think Jalen Brunson can be uh, Chris Paul? No. <laughs> Do you think Jalen Brunson can be a uh, Trey Young? Uh, no. 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 Hell no. Uh, uh, let's say a prom rondo. That's more like it, maybe. I mean, prom and prom rondo was a really good player. I'm I'm talking from that like 2008 to 2011, 2012. I'll say, I'll say this though, right? The number don't let the sticker amount get you caught up in the production, right? 
he's not a, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and, and, and light this the scoreboard up every single night. He's not a 20, 20, 10 kind of guy every single night. He's more like a 15 and eight, 14 and eight, you know, kind of guy. But what, but what, that's not what, what the Knicks need. That's what I'm saying. What makes him perfect for the Knicks is he can stabilize the offense. Last year, you saw so many times it's too much ISO with Randall, too much ISO with RJ, you know, and then, and then when the ISO doesn't work for them to, they're, they're, um, settling for shots or they're kicking it out with two seconds on the clock to someone in the corner and they got to hoist up a three. Brunson can come in and stabilize the offense and he's an anchor on defense. He can hold his own against bigger guards, smaller guards. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So yes, 110 million seems like a lot, but in today's NBA over like that, $20 million, $25 million isn't really much. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. That's an obscene amount of money to go out there to play basketball. But in today's NBA, even if he does, I'll say this: If the Knicks can make the playoffs, it'll be justified because you know how Knicks fans are. If they're expecting him to come out there and be an All Star, I don't, I don't think that's what what's going to happen. Especially with RJ and Julius there, because you got to remember, Julius is a point four. They they have plays set up to where they come down the court, give it to Julius, and everyone moves out the way. You know what I'm saying? They give it to RJ, but, not, but he he's not that guy. That, he had it, one bad season. That one season where, where everyone had one he good season. Hard. Stop it. He had one that's what good I'm season. That's what I said. He had that one season. You said he had one bad season. You fooled me. Oh, you said he yeah, had one bad look, season. He had one good Randall, season. Though, right? It's the same thing with Randall. Randall had that one really good season, and you thought he was turning a corner, and they paid him, and what happened? So, yes, there is that in the back of your mind that Brunson had that one really, really good season. The He's Knicks, been kind of consistent his whole career, but he had that really good season once he was a starter. But the something, about Knicks, playing, something about playing in New York, the lights are brighter in New York, the fans are louder in New York, the games, all the games mean more in New York. You're on ESPN every freaking night for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and he got paid. That, I'm not mad at Brunson. So, hey, so, so no, 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 no. Brunson you know? did what he was supposed to do. The problem with the Knicks is they don't want to be patient. They, they always feeling pressure from the fans, whether it's from the fans, from the media, from whatever. The Knicks are always feeling pressure, right? It's the same That's New York teams in general. Look at the Yankees. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yankees don't care. They're going to spend whatever they have to spend to but, be good. But, and but I, people, none of them are going to rebuild. People want to play for the Yankees, right? The Stars want to play for the Yankees. That's the difference. The Stars don't really want to play for the Knicks like that. So what you're doing is you're throwing a lot of money. They, they also gave Mitchell Robinson a deal. Yeah, well, that's Which is decent. Yeah. I mean, if he can stand no, the no, it's not. Because what you're doing is you gave Brunson 110. You gave Randall a max contract. Now you have to pay RJ a max contract. Then what? Don't let Joe. Yeah, they have like the biggest payroll in the league, though. So they can like, afford it. Yo, it, it's a salary cap. They got the big they got the biggest payroll, yes, but they, it's a salary cap at the end of the day. And this is not baseball where you can throw. $300 million contracts at multiple people and just keep going in life. No, they got a salary cap. So what's going to happen is you're going to get RJ, uh, um, probably a max contract. Don't let Cam Reddish come out and have a good year. You're going to pay him. You're about to have to, your, your payroll is going to be crazy. And then that's why when a KD come available, it's not going to happen. When uh, I don't know who's the next big guy that's going to come available. That you don't want KD. Game. I'm not, I'm, but I understand not KD. He's at a, he has a later point in his career. I don't know who's the next young talent that's going to become available. Uh, Zion, let's say Zion. When Zion finally uh, Zion just signed his extension today, that's but but that that's but you got to think also. 
at seven years, that, that's when most players go to where they really want to be at. So Zion got three more years, and when he become available, you're going to have a lot of money tied into Randall, uh, uh, Barrett, Robinson, Brunson. You're going to have a lot of money tied. So when you can go get that star, you're not going to have the money to do it. Zion's like 300 pounds right now. I don't want him. If you seen his last Nike commercial, or what's it, Nike? Yeah, or, or Gatorade or whatever. He looked, yeah, he looked I, all I right. Saw he looked all right. But uh, well, I don't know. The problem with the Knicks right now is they, they shed salary, I feel like, kind of in the wrong places. They got rid of rotational guys that were actually decent last year, like Norris Noel and uh, Alec Burks. They used them to shed. The Kimba Walker one was inevitable. That, that had to go. But they shed salary from the bench or like that to replenish the starting lineup. And so now they're top heavy, you know, they still got D Rose. You're definitely going to have to bring Taj back now. And I don't know what else you got on the wings. You got cam, but I mean, I'm, she's probably going to push for a starting gig this year. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You took from the bench to support the starters, to replenish one position. And now you're just top heavy. It, it, I don't know. I feel it's, like, the it's what they do. I mean, it's what all the big money teams. Look at the Lakers. That's what they do. They're just going to keep buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. As long as you don't hit, as long as you don't hit the hard cap at one fifty-seven, you can do whatever you want. So, you know so, so it's e- but it's easier to buy when you're a destination that people want to go to. When you're a destination True. where people, I could just say you have. They, they're having to overpay players to come there. I get what you're no, saying. No, no, no. But that's the thing. They can try. They're trying to overpay players to come there and nobody want to come there. So what they're doing is they're getting these fringe level stars, not even fringe level superstars like Donovan Mitchell, a fringe level superstar. Right. Uh, I think Tatum a superstar, but some people may say Tatum a fringe level superstar. Nah, after this year, he is superstar. I think Jalen Brown, a fringe level. I think they're like fringe, like they're already stars, but they're fringe level. And I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even put Brunson in the same conversation as any of those people. Brunson is more of like a C plus. And and that's what I'm saying. You're paying all this money to these fringe level stars where they're they're caught between being a star and a good player. They're not caught between being a star and a good player. Brunson is either a a really good player or or a a really good guy off the bench. You know what I'm saying? That's the bracket he's in. You know what I'm saying? And and I would he could easily Hardaway. Brunson could easily go to a, a deep squad, right? He could go to a deep squad. If Tim Hardaway was healthy all year, I don't even think Brunson would have cracked the starting lineup. Only reason why he got a chance to start next to Luca was because Tim Hardaway was out for the rest of the year. Fact. He was coming off the bench. And, and that's you know? what I'm saying. I, I and then Julius Rundle, he's stuck between being a good player and a star. He's not really, we don't know what like that's the problem. You got all these fringe level stars instead of you're waiting to get an actual star. That could maybe be a superstar for you. But I don't know. We'll see how the next go. All right, let's move on to let's move on to the Hawks. The Hawks have acquired DeAndre Murray. I his name kind of hard to say. But uh what do y'all think about this? Him and uh what whoa, whoa, Howard call? What, what what do you call Ice Trey? Oh Pubehead. Oh yeah, him and uh Ice Trey slash Pubehead. Is around how, how you think this backcourt is gonna? This is be? exactly this is exactly what he fucking needed. Somebody like Dejounte Murray, because now Trey he can still do his thing on offense, flame throw, do whatever he wants. But when teams start swarming him, you got Dejounte who could run the offense too. And then when they come back on defense, Dejounte is picking up the best guard of the one and two spots. 
know what I'm saying? So Trey's not getting stuck on Steph Curry and stuck on uh, Chris Pauls and stuck on these guys and like that. DeJounte can pick him up. I, I love it. I, I want to see what DeJounte is going to look like in that two role because he's probably going to be asked to score a lot more because he's not going to have the ball in his hands as much. He led the league, I think, next to LeBron with uh, percentage of possession last year. So he's used to having the ball in his hands a lot. But I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great trade. And them doing it without having to get up John Collins, too, is amazing. Gallinari and what was it? Four picks, three firsts yeah, or something like that. A guy yeah, in his prime coming up a a guy in his prime coming off an all-star nod who's under 26 or something like that to add to your already roster with Trey, Hunter, Collins, and Capella. Yeah, they're making a push this year. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. All right. Let's see if Howard's going to be a hater right now or if he's going to speak. going to be a hater. All right. All right. All right. All right. So it is a good move for the Hawks. It is. It does help them. They're going to win more games. But the problem is it doesn't move the needle anywhere else. The playoffs, it doesn't move the needle. Like they're, they're not champions. They're not going to beat the Boston Celtics. <laughs> they, they might, they're probably not going to beat the Heat. And the Sixers, I don't know. I wanted DeJounte Murray to go to the Heat. I thought he'd be Yeah. Good. So, like, yes, they will win more games. It'll be fun to watch, but, like, this does doesn't help them win a championship. Not yet. Now, if they oh, go and get another guy to add to this, I like, but I feel like I feel like having Dejounte Murray will unlock a new level of Trey Young. I honestly no. do. I feel like it'll be like Trey Young 2.0 because with Trey Young playing next to Bogdanovich and playing next to Herder, those guys are strictly on the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? They're not putting the ball on the ground and 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 making nothing shake or whatever like that on offense. And on defense, they're just as much a liability as Trey Young is. He stabilizes that two spot, and he provides perimeter defense as well. I feel like it'll take the pressure off of Trey, and teams can't just team up on him and hound him because outside of Trey Young in that offense, who can you honestly pass the ball to? And be like, okay, he can take the load off of me. You can't not Herder, not yeah. Hunter, not Bogey, not John Collins, can't compile. None of those guys can really. You can honestly say with confidence they can create for themselves. So now you put two of those kind of guys in there, and one that plays really good defense. I feel like it'll allow Trey Young to to flourish. I don't know. I was excited when I saw it. I'm not even a Hawks fan, but I like it. It makes perfect sense to me. I think I think it'll work. But like you said, I don't think they're gonna knock off the Bucks. This isn't like a championship caliber move. They're gonna be fun as hell to watch, though. You know, they'll definitely probably make the playoffs, but I don't think they're gonna like. I don't think they're gonna like win a chip because of this. But it's gonna. It's a great move. It's great. It, for, it, uh, it, it's a great move. I, I like it for Murray because now instead of wasting away with the Spurs in their rebuild effort, which, you know, I feel like eventually they're going to come up, you know, but instead of wasting his great years, he can go actually play some meaningful basketball. He can get into it. He can have a nice backcourt mate with him to grow with and all that stuff. So I do think it's a great move for, I ain't going to lie, for the Spurs, though, that organization I don't. I didn't understand it. Because I didn't understand when it you, either. When you got a Keldon Johnson that that's developed, he did good last year to me. I like Keldon, and then you got Murray. That that's building blocks towards the future. But I, I can understand. I understand it for if Murray wanted to get out because it's like, all right, man, you don't want to be like SGA down in OKC just wasting, wasting away. away. Yeah, you wasting away your prom instead of going to play meaningful basketball. I can totally understand that. And, and, and I understand why the Spurs did it. I mean, 
I'm probably I'm pretty sure that room was split on keeping them and, and trading them, but it was necessary evil because they don't plan on being competitive for probably what another three seasons, probably, especially yeah. with him gone now. So what now Murray's 28, 29, even more expensive. And now you're getting into being competitive again, which may take some time to be like a contender. So you get the max value you can from right now at this price. You take those picks and you 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 hit on them or you use them for trades or whatever like that. Yeah, for the future. Uh, I, it was a great deal. All right. So a few more things we got to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the Celtics, right? So the Celtics today, they added Brogdon. They added Gallinari. I love these moves. These moves are the type of moves that we didn't have last year. We didn't have a guy that could stretch the floor. Like, as much as I love Grant Williams, right, you know, he can only do so much when you got to get rebounds and all that stuff. And then also, he's not as great of a shooter as Gallinari will be for us. I love these moves. Brogdon, we finally picked up a point guard that can run the offense. You know, it's going to be – I want to see who is going to be our starter, though. And as far as Marcus Smart, how is he going to take this if Brogdon is the starter and Marcus Smart had to come off the bench? I want to see because coming off a defensive player of the year and all that stuff, you feeling like this is your team and all this stuff, and then they bring in a point guard. What, what is this going to do to the chemistry that we have on our team? But I'm loving these moves. What, what do y'all think? I like the Brogdon one a lot because if you had a player like Brogdon healthy, y'all might have probably had – you probably could have won that. You probably would have won that title because the only reason why y'all lost was the turnovers. And a lot of those turnovers was coming from Marcus Smart playing like this was and one street ball. A lot of televised passes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, I mean, dude, you watching him and he thinks he's like Magic Johnson. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy looking at? Like some of these passes, it's like so televised. It's like, hey, I'm about to throw it. So, <laughs> I'm, like, oh my God. I'm not I'm not gonna let Tatum I'm not gonna let Tatum and Brown off the hook. Them they had terrible turnovers. No, no, no. I'm talking about just from the guard position perspective as well. When you have the ball in your hands as much as Tatum and Brown did that entire series, you're bound to turn over, you know, a couple times. You know, some of them were reckless turnovers. They're trying to make too much happen at once. But the stuff that the, the turnovers that Marcus Smart were making could be avoided. <laughs> they could have been avoided. I'll, 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 like 80% of them could have been avoided. Even if Marcus Smart is the starter, because they feel like they owe it to him because he won Diggs' play of the year, Marcus Smart is not um, – he used to come off the bench when Schroeder was there. He used to come off the bench when Kimbo was there, especially when Kyrie was there. You know what I'm saying? So he's not hes not unfamiliar with coming off the bench and making an impact, you know. Either way, you're straight. If you, you bring Brogdon off the bench, they kind of do the same thing, and Brogdon's just a better point guard who has a better shot uh, – he has a better shot. You know, Brogdon's like one of the few guys that averaged 90, 90, and uh, 40, you know, 90% from the free throw line. I think it was uh, 40% from three. And then, I don't know, 50% from the field, something like that. You know, he averaged that like his rookie year, one rookie of the year, you know, with Milwaukee. So, I mean, if he can stay healthy, though, that's the only problem is his, his body's like aging faster than his actual age. But if you can keep him healthy, that's why I think Smart will probably still start because you probably want to preserve somebody like Brogdon for those kind of like tough games in the playoffs. I don't yeah. I don't think he's capable of going 82 games playing starter minutes anymore. So and then, and then, and then still Derek White just makes it. He can still run the court too as a point guard. He's and, better and, as a two, but you still got Derek White. And then the Gallo thing, I like the Gallo thing because we was talking about this before we started the show. I said the only thing y'all was lacking was probably like a stretch forward who could shoot the three. 
And when y'all go small ball, you can put Gallo at the five if you want, or you can put Gallo next to Horford with Tatum Brown and uh, Brogdon, Derek White, whatever you want to do. So the Gallo one is shrewd. I like the Gallo one a lot. And the Brogdon one, what you got him for, peanuts, you know, is nice. Uh, I, I like Vice and Naismith. To me, Naismith wasn't developing. He wasn't he, going anywhere in the organization. He wasn't going anywhere. So I, I, I like, I love it. I love it. I think, and they'll probably bring back Vice. That's where I get bought out, and they'll probably just bring him right back. Probably. That, that's how it always yeah. happens. I just, and then also, it's just one of those like things. Like the Knicks with Taj. Fuck no. It, it's one of those things where now we got a guy that can attack. If we do play them again in the finals, we got a guy that will attack Curry. Now, it's a guy that I mean, smart. I love him, but all he want to do is just sit out there on the three point line and shoot. He think he is Curry. He don't want to. Don't let the game. He doesn't. He, in that final series, he didn't let the game come to him. Yeah. He forced literally everything. So, he's doing fake behind the back passes and missing <laughs> like, I was like, oh my god. A, a guy I I went. A guy I also want to. I wish that we would bring back is a Rondo. I hope not even for minutes. I just want a Rondo on a team that can calm people down who'd been there. Like Al Horford never been there. So he wouldn't have been a guy that could have that championship DNA. I, I would hope that we could bring a Rondo back maybe. But Howard, what you think about these moves? I like the Bragdon one for literally all the reasons you guys. I mean, I can't I gotta re-say all the reasons. I mean, he helps. He does. He makes you guys a little bit better. Um, Gallon, I, I don't know, because I'm a Knicks fan, I've seen way too many games. Yo, this man, when he is on, for the three games he is on, he goes like three on and then gets cold for 13. And it's like, it's, it's a weird balance of when he's on, he can drop 30 all game long and he can, he can hit. But I don't know, he's too inconsistent for me. But I mean, if, if you guys get 12 and like, Two and one for him, like it's a win. But I don't know the Brogdon one. Yeah, Gallo. I don't think you guys needed him. So, oh, I mean, the war. I think I think everybody just trying to get like the Warriors because the Warriors had twelve <laughs> players that could play at any time, and that just yeah. what helped them. So I think now us seeing that. Instead of having eight man rotation, we want to be able to have at least ten guys that can play at any time and actually yeah. actually contribute. You know, all right. So we got a couple of returning players to their teams. We have Bradley Bill, who decided to go back to Washington, and we have Zach Levine, who decided to go back to the Bulls. Who? We, let Let's see. Which team is the biggest winner by getting their guy to return? And what What do y'all think about these two guys' future? For returning to their, their respective teams? I think the Bulls are a winner. I think Levine is a loser. I think he sold himself short. I think he's done what he can do in Chicago. And I think he was he was in need of a fresh start. As far as the Wizards, I think they're the losers. I think Beal is the winner regardless because they was going to give him a Supermax regardless. Somebody was. He just got it from the Wizards. I feel like the Wizards, this is a perfect opportunity to be like, they're one of those frustrating teams where they want to be good. They sometimes construct a roster where they could be good, but they don't produce. You know what I'm saying? Even with Bill on the court nowadays, they say they don't produce. But the Bulls, they 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 couldn't afford to lose Levine. So let me let me he ask. He fell you. apart after they lost Lonzo. Could you imagine what happened if they lost Levine too? Like, so let me ask you. Right, you say Levine sold himself short. Where do you think he should have went? 
I think if the whole Portland thing was real and he was going to play alongside uh, Dame, I think that would have been good to play with a player like that, possibly. If not, I mean, I mean, where, where couldn't he play? I mean, oh. he can go play with Lamelo and that, that Charlotte. Was about to, that, that was the yeah, team man. I was about to say. Can, I'm just trying to put him next to point guards that aren't so, like, one-trick pony. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dame can be that pass. If you need Dame to go out there and get 12 assists, he'll do that for you. If you need Dame to go out there and get you 50 points, he'll do that. Same with Lamelo. If you want Lamelo to be a scorer that night, he can score. He can pass. That's that. Those are the two that really stand out to me: is the Portland one and and him. If he wanted to go to Charlotte, because if he wanted to go to Charlotte, I'm pretty sure Charlotte would have sent Rozier, and uh, they would have came up with a package and sent him and made him available. You know, there's not too many teams that could say, "Yeah, I've got a great two guard on my squad." I mean, there's only like really like five really great standout two guards in this league. You know, then there's a bunch of other like decent dudes. You know. And I feel like Levine in the right situation could be one of those five or like that, you know. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Them get, and it doesn't help the roster either because they didn't have any money to build a bench last year. And now they really don't have nothing now because they're like the Knicks low key. They're like, not trying to be funny, but they're just top heavy. The entire front, their entire starting lineup is great. It's top heavy as hell, but they have no bench outside of Caruso. Yeah, and he may have to start, you know. So I don't know. Oh, what you what you think about it? I I think the Washington Wizards are the big winners out of this. I mean, now they can sell seats. I mean, because <laughs> the team stays relevant, we can sell out. Like they're the winners. Zach Levine loses because he definitely should have went somewhere else and got money and also played meaningful basketball. And showed he's a better player than – I mean, he's – now he's behind – I don't know. He's not going to be able to do anything in Chicago. Like, even when him and DeRozan were on the court, it didn't – it just didn't look right. It didn't feel right. You know what I mean? So, I I think he needed a fresh start. But I think it was – He was – it was kind of like he was getting in DeRozan's way kind of. Yeah. You know, like it just didn't mesh. And let me ask but you what I'm saying about The reason why I'm saying the Wizards are losers for giving Beal that money is – Every year, right? So now you're going to give Bill $256 million over the next four or five years at 29 years old, right? But every single year, even when he was on a lesser contract, they're still getting lottery picks. And none of these guys can get minutes because, like I said, they want to be a competitive team, but they don't get the results. But none of these guys, Denny Avdia, Corey Crispert, um, Rui Hachimura, none of these guys that they've drafted in lottery pick the last three years can get really minutes to develop because they keep – putting guys in front of them that they're paying for because they want to be competitive so bad, but they never get that result. Let me, let me their ask best you all year, Their best year, their most competitive year was when they had Russell Westbrook. Yes. And that's saying a lot. And, and let me ask y'all this question, right? And, and I want y'all to be as honest as possible, right? If you were an NBA player, could you turn down 256 mil over five years to go to a competitive situation and get four for 180, 190. No, hell no. That's why I said Bill's the winner. He got, he, he, this is the max amount of money. Oh. He will cash out for the rest of his career. He'd be good for the rest Facts. of his career. Facts. So, what I'm asking you is so basically, you're, you're a money over winner guy type guy. If I'm Bradley Beal, yes. No, I'm if asking I'm, you. I'm asking if you were in the situation. Are you a money over winner type of guy? I want to know about you. Are you a money over winner type guy? I, I, 
I'll say yeah. I'll say I'll stick by my answer. Yeah, I would have took the two fifty six. Howard, because what, what I feel like you can. I feel like he can win in Washington, but they just never put the right pieces around you, him. You you know you know he's not going to win in in Washington. He's twenty. He what what Bradley Bill right now like 20, 29. 29, right? And you have a twenty six year old Giannis. You have Miami. Who See, that, always- that was the point I was going to make. That was the point I was going to make. If I was like a Kevin Durant and I've made money since the dad's walked in the league, I can take a pay cut. Like you said, four for 180, I could play for pennies on a dollar, you know what I'm saying, to go win a chip to secure my legacy because I've already made so much money in the rest of my career. All, 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 of, them have, all of them have made lifetime, life-changing money. Brad, I don't think Bradley Bill will ever be starving again. If he didn't take this no. deal, if he did not take this deal, Bradley Bill will never starve again. Um, I, I can guarantee that. Bro, Bradley Bill's entire lineage of people, folks, probably people he's never even met, could retire today yeah. and he can go live on a beach somewhere and, for the rest of his life. And he actually said that before. That's he what was, I'm saying. He, like he, he said, never, he can he, go and live on a beach for the rest of his life. And he's not lying. And, and $40 he, million. Dollars. Imagine, $40 million. Somebody gives you $40 million tax-free today. I can make that last well so, past the day I die. So now, so now, so like well, many of these players, these top players, none of them will ever starve again. So what I'm saying is, and you have said you you'll take the money over winning. Howard, what what, what do you think? Where are you? That's that's not even fair because you that's literally like a hundred million. Howard, yeah. what are you? Like, that's not even like that's how are we really gonna make this question? Howard, <laughs> Howard, that's like an eighty million dollar cut right there. I was like, nah, bro, I just take the two fifty six. You gotta take the check. I mean, if it's closer, if it's like. 20 or even okay, 10. Let's take it down. Let's say it's not a super max, right? Let's say it's just like a maximum. Well, look up, what is what is the max any other team could have? Uh, uh, so he would so the he, Wizards are the only team that can offer him a super max. They're, they're the only team that can offer him a super max, and they're the only team that can offer him five years, right? So he could he got 256 or he got close to 300, right? Uh, over just a take a year max. off, it'd be like four, four so, so, or something like that. Yeah, let's say he got. Let's say five for 220 or four for 180. What are you doing? You're just stupid. You take the that's still like $40 million. Yeah. Like, you can't that's a year's take that. salary. I'll, I'll, that's not even like a question. So, so, so you're, 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 you're a guy that would take the money over winning. No, because if it was like, if it was like close. He's probably comfortable in Washington. He probably doesn't want to have to move his you're, kids. You're a guy that's taking the money over winning. Because you're, you, it, let, let's let's say this. Let let's be real, right? If you take, if you go somewhere, right? And let's say let's do the the five for two fifty six, and let's do the four for one eighty or one ninety, right? If you go somewhere, what you're really gonna lose out on? If what you're really gonna lose out on after you got get a new deal, you're really gonna probably lose out on about ten to fifteen million. That's really what you're gonna lose out on. Yeah, but then if you take that pay cut and you go to the other team and you don't win squad, you're no, no, like an idiot. You're, 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 so, like, because when you go sign your new deal, you'll probably get somewhere <laughs> around – because you, you're, I think how they say it is after your 10th year, you're eligible for a super match with any team or something like that. So – What would you do? What would I do? I'm yeah, yeah obviously. Running. Yeah, taking, that's what I'm saying. Taking the I money and running. We're all taking the bag. Like, that's what I said. <laughs> I, I would, said that's why I said I, Bradley Beal is the winner because I, he's going to get the bag regardless. I, I would just the Wizards are losers because they need to just rip the bandit off. I was just asking y'all guys because a lot of times as fans, what we do is we be like, "Yo, why? Why did he do this? Why did he do that? Yo, he could have went to L.A. pay Lebron, or he could have went somewhere with KD, or he could have went to Philly." 
I'm just asking y'all, what would y'all be? Because a lot of times that's yeah, fans, when I saw it, I was like, I was like, damn, dude, I wanted to see him play competitive basketball. But when I saw the number, I was like, I understand. I understand why he's a dance. And that's the thing. A lot of times as fans, what we say is, why didn't he do this? But when you break it down to a lot of people, a lot of people will probably take that money and run. Yeah. But like I said, it's not like comparable though. Because if it's like a $20 million difference, then I think maybe people would look at it. But, but, dude, but it's if like it's 80 mil. Like, if, if it's comparable. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear yourself? $20 million? No, so, but look, but look. If it, a it, lifetime of money. So the, so the reason the NBA did this is so small market teams will still have opportunity to get good, to keep their good players. So that, that's why they can't let it be comparable. Because if it was comparable, small market teams will end up happening is all the, their good guys will run to the Lakers or run to the Knicks or run to the oh, bigger yeah, market. Hey, we need to bring them days back. <laughs> and, and, and that's why they can't make it comparable because all these small market guys are going to go run to Miami, run to these bigger markets instead of playing in their small market. Yeah, I miss those days, all right? Let's, let's bring that shit back. All right, so let, let's get to the final thing, right? There was a big three at the beginning of the year, even though all three of these guys weren't on the court together, right? I want to break down the future of Harden, Kyrie, and KB. Harden is a guy that opted out. Let's talk about him first. Let's just loser. opted out of his player option so they can um, build a more competitive roster. So, like, what we just talked about, not taking the, the big contract to make less – I guess he's really entertaining doing that. So he bought he he bought himself some kudo points with the fans for the uh, the performance he put on last year. So or or did really what he did was he did the same thing Chris Paul did, right? He just won. He just got him a long term deal. What Chris Paul did was he could have made forty seven million this past year, right? But he said no. Let's break it down to thirty million so I can get a couple of extra years out of it, which is smart. So I feel like that's that's probably what Harden is going to do. What about you, Howard? What do you think about this? I don't know. Harden, well, he's not going to win a chip. So it's like, just fucking, just chase the money. Like, no, like you're not winning a chip with that squad. We see, we see what y'all can do. It's it's not. You ain't going to get past Boston. You're not going to get past the healthy Milwaukee. Like even Miami. Let's be clear. When we're criticizing Philadelphia, we're we're excluding Embiid because it, it this has nothing to do with them. It's the other thirteen or fourteen other fuckers on the no, squad. It's, it's the other. Tyrese plays his heart out. I like Tyrese, but everybody else, Embiid and Tyrese, it, it, they're over there. Embiid and Tyrese are good with me. Embiid yeah. can do no wrong in my eyes because I know he's giving it his all. You know, the, the other guys is just like, all right, well, okay then. So so. Bias, just the side of him pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> so, so, what about Thibault? Thibault's a defender. That's what I'm saying. Tyson uh, and B. I know they're giving it 100 percent every No, 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 no. Fuck, fuck, fuck Thibault. Because I, I'm saying Tyrese. I'm saying Maxi. Oh, you said Tyrese. Man. I thought you said Matisse. No, no. Fuck him. Yo, this guy refuses <laughs> to develop a shot. Yo, he refuses to develop a shot. He's basically been 2.0. That, that's all it's he something. Is. That's what I was saying, it, bro. It's something with their coaching staff they need to shake up because there's too many of them dudes that their shots, like folks, <laughs> they broke. They broke his shot. They yeah, they destroyed yeah. his shot. Bible yeah. doesn't feels as though I'm just gonna play defense. That's it. That's all he feels he has to do. And then Ben, they they fucked Ben up so much that he don't even want to shoot. 
Layups. So layups. And he's 6'10. So he's bro, yeah. No, no, no. Dude. I'm saying Tyrese Maxey and I'm saying Embiid. Them are the two over there that's like, all right, them motherfuckers giving everything they got. Everybody else, yo, yo, hot Bible. What? All he does is play defense. He's and he's worse than Ben. He's not even as good of a player as Ben, but all he do is play defense. But he has heart. <laughs> right. Sounds good. All right. Kyrie opted in. He decided to opt in, take this next year. What, what do y'all think about Kyrie's future? Dude, I don't know. In one breath, he says he wants out. Then the next day, he opts in. I can't keep up with this dude. He, he is the man, myth, the mystery, the Kyrie freaking Irving. His brain, trying to understand Kyrie's mind, is like trying to solve 100 Rubik cubes at once with your feet. You know what I'm saying? You'll never know. He's the definition of never let him know your next move. You don't know. I feel like he might have played himself, though. I feel like he opted in to secure his uh, – not played himself. I think he played his cards right, though, if I'm looking at it objectively. I think he opted in to secure his $36 million because nobody in the league was going to give him that. So regardless of where he plays next season, he will make $36.1 million. I think that's why he opted in. Same as guys like Russ for his $44 million and John Wall for his $47 so, I'll, play. I'll play next year. You can trade me if you want, but it's going to be for – Forty-seven million dollars, thirty-six point one. I think that's why Kyrie opted in. At the greatest university, in which is Duke University, they teach men to think on their own, and I feel like that's not nah, fucking with y'all. Um, with Kyrie, I honestly think, honestly, Kyrie, all the cards are in Kyrie's hands because Brooklyn, especially if they move the guy we're about to talk about next. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense for them to hold on to Kyrie when they can go trade him to the destination that Kyrie wants to go to, which is L.A. Because he said he want to play in the jersey Kobe played for and stuff. So Kyrie will probably end up in L.A. Russ will probably be on his way to Brooklyn for one year, and then they can probably get some picks out of it. So I think Kyrie basically just got what he wanted. He got his money and he got his way to L.A. I think. I think. This was a move plotted by him. But it's it's hard because it's hard because you, you they obviously if they could get rid of Kyrie today, they I'm pretty sure they would do it in a heartbeat. He's a talented player. When he's on, he's on, but he's not worth the headache at this point. I feel like that's how they feel. He's just not worth the headache. But the thing is, you can't trade him, but he's too talented to just let him walk out the door. If you don't trade him, he's too talented to just not play him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're stuck. It, like you said, it's Kyrie holds all the cards. Kyrie just got what he wanted. I'm telling you, he's on his way to <laughs> L.A. because especially with this guy, we're going to talk about next, but especially with him wanting out, moving. I feel like they orchestrated this. They talked about this. They said, hey, go ahead and sign, lock in. Because especially with his situation, he got one year left. Ain't nobody giving up anything for a one-year player. And then if you're Brooklyn, you want to start over, especially if you're losing everything, you want to get draft picks. Draft picks is what's most important because you can go get a bunch of players, but I don't think nobody's trading their young players for Kyrie Irving one year and he's just going to go to where he want to go. So it's yeah. like you're going. Kyrie just got what he wanted. He's on his way to L.A. Because what, what is the point of Brooklyn holding on to him? Because either he's going to go to L.A. now and Brooklyn can get draft picks draft picks for him and maybe a uh, Horton Tucker in the deal with it. And, you know, I mean, I, it is, it is, yeah, I know, I'm just playing. but maybe they can get a Horton Tucker who is a young player in this deal too, or he just going to go next year when all the cars <laughs> line up. 
all the cars line just, up because Russ going to be off his deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then just, wait, he wait, can just wait, walk wait, in the wait, door. Wait. Either he sits on his ass in Brooklyn and makes $36.1 million and goes to L.A. for free, or yeah. he gets traded to L.A. and makes $36.1 million. Yeah. He gets whatever he gets what he wants. And Brooklyn can at least get – they could maybe get a young player, Horton, who we, we've seen this past year, but the year before had a decent season. And they can get two or three draft picks with it maybe. So I feel like – why not? Kyrie just won. Howard, what do you think about Kyrie? That that's pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of hoping he was going to opt out and hit the free agency and see, but I mean, it's a smart move for him, so I can't blame him. I mean, he, like you said, has all the cards in his hand. So I don't know. It's just I'm kind of annoyed about talk, talking about this Brooklyn Nets team. I can't wait till they're nobody's. All right, so KD. Let's I want to say this. Wait, one oh, one more thing about this Kyrie thing, right? Leading to the KD thing, right? With Kyrie opting in or at that, their hard cap is literally right at the max. You can't even go a penny over in the league over at that. So they're literally at the max. So that's what makes it so hard for Kyrie to be traded because they can't take back a Russell Westbrook contract who makes $8 million more million than him. It wouldn't even go through because they'd be over the cap. So they'd have to either – Trade KD and clear salary by trading KD and then trade Kyrie next after that. They wouldn't be able to trade him first and take back any salary because I, I think either teams are going to want to match the salary perfectly or a dump salary Brooklyn's way for taking his headache. So I, that's that situation. I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It, it honestly, honestly, I could see this being a four way trade. And Ben getting sucked into this somehow, and allegedly they want to keep Ben some kind of way. They I mean, want to, they want to keep Ben. They they should. I mean, he, he's you young. Should. You gave up Harden for him. He's young. Like, he's he's a good build. He's a decent building block around. All right, so let's move on to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's uh future. He's on his way out. He's want to get traded. He got a short wish list of Phoenix and Miami, but in Kevin Durant's case, he's kind of screwed himself. He ain't put no player option on his contract. He ain't put on no trade clause on his contract. So basically, with Kevin Durant, it's a situation where he's at the leader of the team. What are we seeing here? Yes, he screwed himself. They, they, he's at the leader of the team. They could uh, trade him somewhere he doesn't want to. But like we've seen in the NFL, he could just not play. He could. He's got money, regardless if he gets paid or not. He's got money. So if he wants to just sit it out, he could sit it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying he's capable of doing that. You know what I'm saying? He he loved basketball too much, and he's 34 years old. So, yo, this contract is going to take him to 38, where if if he stays relatively healthy, healthy, he might have a year, maybe two. But, like – I mean, I think he's got a lot left. I mean, he just played at an MVP level last year at 33. He'll be 34 when the season starts. I don't see any kind of drop-off barring any major injuries or whatever like that. No, I'm saying by 38 at the end of this. Oh, season. but like, yeah, well, yeah, well, they for sure. Look, look at LeBron. I mean, yeah, LeBron's that, still cooking, but LeBron's he's built differently. His his body and everything. He's 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 trained himself to where he can do that. You know, but if we're talking about destinations, I understand the Heat one, but he just came out today and said if he goes to the Heat, he wants the Heat to keep Bam Butler and uh, Kyle Lowry, which is not happening. That makes it, that makes it hard. I mean, well, the Bam thing can't happen they can't trade bam over at that because they they traded for ben simmons who was on a rookie extension exemption right 
and Bam's on the same contract. You can't have two of the same players that have that on the same team. So they can't even trade for Bam if they wanted to. They're not going to give up Butler because that's probably the only reason why KD wants to go to Miami is Butler. So yep. they're, only, they're only left down to 38-year-old Kyle, Kyle Lowry and, and, and Tyler Hero as their trade pieces. So, so you're, you're sitting here telling me, what, like, what, what do KD think this is? You think Brooklyn about to take back Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and fucking... Oh, even if... Like, even like, if, like, what? Brooklyn about to just give him away? That's what I'm saying. Even with the Phoenix thing, right? You got to sign DeAndre Aiden. First, he has to sign... You have to get him to agree to a contract first and foremost, right? To even facilitate the trade if that's what they want is Aiden. Then you're definitely going to have to attach bridges, picks, and probably get a third team involved. You know what I'm saying? Because bridges and Aiden for KD, in what world does that even sound like a fair trade? Yeah. Yeah, you like, know what I'm saying? Like you if got Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert can get four players, four first round picks, could you imagine what KD can get coming off oh, his so, MVP? So what, what it's going to be is anything for KD is going to come with four picks and three pick swaps. That that that's going to be that just and the Suns have seven picks. They have seven of their own picks for the next seven years. And, and then you're going to throw you you're probably going to throw in you're going to throw in Aiton. You're going to throw in Bridges, and then. You might have thrown maybe a campaign. Maybe they might take a campaign with it, like or no, or Cam Johnson. They probably want Cam Johnson. Maybe, maybe not because you get because Johnson's eligible for a new contract, and they still have a lot of cap gymnastics to do. You know what I'm no, saying? So rid- you'd have to get it. You'd have to get a third team involved. So Cam Johnson would have to be a sweetener to the third team to get them involved to send what they're going to send to Brooklyn to make Brooklyn say yes. So yeah, I mean, are you going to eviscerate your entire front court and lose? The best two-way player we've had since Sean Marion or Kevin Durant? Hell yeah. Why the fuck not? I mean, why not? Booker, so, KD, and CB3? I mean, why not? Why the hell not, Phoenix? See, why see, not? Why and, and, not and, and, us? Every, everything I was – everything everybody was talking about was they were going to throw Booker in the deal. But, like, what's the point of doing the deal? If you got to throw Booker no in – I would never do that. Yeah. If I was James Jones, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Why – don't get me wrong. KD is an amazing player, probably one of the greatest players I've ever seen scoring-wise play basketball. But Booker is half his age. Booker's like right. 10 years younger than him. I will get more years out of Booker at a high level than I will KD. Like you just said, I've probably got two premium years left to KD. You know what I'm saying? And then I don't know what's after that. And the contract only gets more expensive as he gets older. You know what I'm saying? Booker, I've got 10 years probably of Booker. Maybe eight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Booker and Booker cut from that Kobe cut loss. So he'll probably want to be around yeah. retire there. He'll probably want to retire. Don't get me wrong. Booker would probably be the best thing that ever happened to Brooklyn. A no-nonsense kind of star or like that. Not a head case. Not complaining. Just wants to go out there and hoop and win. And I think that's what Katie's initial idea was to do in Brooklyn. But he surrounded himself with freaking head cases and, and, and crybabies. You know? So that crap rubbed off on him. So, so another another thing. Yeah, I think, I think, to me, I think Phoenix is the best destination. You know, there's always that hope that, you know, uh, he liked to go to teams that he lost to in the playoffs the year before. So, I mean, you know. If y'all willing to give up Jalen Brown, that's what you're getting at, then that, that would get it done. Oh, t- I mean, Tatum, Tatum is untouchable. He's off limits. Yeah. I think Tatum could possibly be almost as good as KD when it's all said and done, possibly. You know, they'll probably, probably take Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, um, a pick. <laughs> he said Robert Smart, Robert Williams. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, Grant Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, what you think about this, man? Well, it's uh, what, what did I say in the group chat? Dick riding Durant. Yep, he's Dick just gonna Ryan do it Durant. again. 
<laughs> he, he, can't, he can't do it himself. He's going to do it again. He's going to go ride somebody to another chip. That's crazy. It actually baffles me that he, like, he, and he sees nothing what wrong, like anything that's wrong with this either. He's like, yeah, so what? So I did. Like, okay. I mean, he, you know, he, he was, you know, he was a big toe away from a finals appearance, though, that first year. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just Bro, you can't be top. Claim to be top five. You haven't led a team anywhere. Claim to be top five. He is top five. Let's not let the no, all time. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me. Oh, top five all time. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I thought See? you meant top five in the league. I was like, no, name no, no, four no. the people that that name somebody else that deserves to have that spot. Because yes, he makes a shitload of money. Yes, he is a bandwagon. Yes. If bandwagon was a definition for a play in the NBA, it would be Kevin Durant. But the numbers back it the fuck up. No matter where he plays, and, them stat sheets are stuck. Okay? And let me ask you this, right? What what if what for Milwaukee say Milton? Uh they keep holiday. And I don't know, wherever they throw it together. You think Milwaukee could be a play in this? No, because because Brooklyn wants to start over, so they want young guys. Middleton's like thirty, all right, that and making yeah. premium money, you know. So they want they want like young, exciting pieces. That's why I said Bridges just came off first team All Defensive Player, and I think he could thrive in a role in Brooklyn where he gets to expand on his offensive game. Aiton, I don't think he's worth max money. There's only six max centers in the league, and he's definitely not worth. He's not in anywhere in the tier of any of them. You know what I'm what, saying? What, what, all right, so let's say what about a Brandon Ingram? Yo, I what? thought I, I so so I thought about this the other night when it first came out. I was like, damn, I could see Pelicans being like involved because if they don't want Zion, I mean Zion and what Alvarado in four first should be more than enough for Durant. You you, you don't you don't you don't give up Zion. What you do is you, I'm just saying if I didn't know he was gonna sign his contract, I thought he wanted out. The you you put what about what about a Brandon Ingram, uh, Alvarado, and Jones? Herb Jones, and then you give up the picks. I mean, that would get it done. That would get it done, but it, that's if the Pelicans want him to do that. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think a CJ, a CJ Zion, KD team? Because they've got friendly contracts up and down the roster. J Val is making friendly money. Zion's making the most out of all three of them between CJ, Brandon, and uh, J Val. Zion makes the most on the yearly uh, wage. If you take out Brandon, who's making friendly money, you add in. 47 million or 44 million of, of, of Durant, you know, it makes it hard to, to because they're another top heavy team. You know what I'm saying? They don't really have that. That's what lost in the series against the Suns. They didn't have nothing really much coming off the bench, you know, but I think they have, they have the ammunition to facilitate, facilitate a trade for um, what is it? Kevin Durant. Now as a third party team, it doesn't make any sense for them to be a third party and give a Brandon Ingram and not get Kevin Durant back. So what, what, what if he end up? The crazy thing is, what if he end up in, in back in OKC? <laughs> like, oh my god! I said the same shit. I was like, what if what if OKC was like, we'll give you SGA, Baisley, one of those bigs like Pokushevsky that they don't care about three three or four first round picks for uh, Durant and and Brooklyn's like, sure, why not? Yo, Durant, I would laugh so hard. <laughs> well, what what in the store like Sacramento? That's what I say. What's, what about Sacramento or Indiana? Who been? Like That's kind of what I want to see happen. Like one of those dead end franchises, or like San Antonio. Oh, I don't think San Antonio has one. 
to get him. But just one of those like Orlando. Imagine if they sent him to Orlando. What what if you looking at what if you're looking at this, right? What if the maps really get serious on this? And they could find anything out there other than Luca. Do you think Luca and KD could get it done? Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. God, that is disgusting. Dude, dude. Oh my god, that is Luca almost did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Luca and five role players almost did it. Yeah, imagine KD and Luca. <laughs> That'd be like pairing Prime LeBron with uh uh Kobe towards the end of his career, kind of when Kobe was still dropping like 30 a game. That'd be insane. Because all right, so what would what would it take? It it'd be I don't know if they could trade Christian Wood because they just traded for him. They'd have to wait. They'd have to wait till the deadline to do that. But let's just say they can. You do Christian Wood, Dorian Finney-Smith, Tim Hart. Is they don't have any young? Like, you do Dorian. Players. You do Dorian. You do the kid they got out of Arizona last year, probably. Oh, Jalen Green. Yeah, you probably have to throw him in there. <laughs> Who knows what he could be? He, he didn't really play this year. I don't know. He's fine. Sorry. Throw in a fucking <laughs> Powell, too. The same reason they supposed to play was the same reason he wasn't playing. Yeah, throw in Dwight Powell, too. Just get him off the roster. All right. All right. So, all right. Final thing. So, we get up out of here. I do an early finals prediction. What do y'all think? Phoenix. Ro- rosters as it is right now. We don't know who gets as traded. Is? Right. right now, we don't know who getting traded. We don't know who's getting. From the stuff we know from today, who who where do y'all think it is? As a as a homer, I gotta take Phoenix. But if I wasn't a homer, I'd say the Clippers against the East is getting weaker by the by the day with all these trades. I'd say Milwaukee. They they're still intact. They haven't really lost anything. I say the Clippers in Milwaukee. It's not a sexy finals, uh, but it's the one I think could possibly happen. Howard. If the Clippers stay healthy. Howard. I got Golden State come back. And then I, I'm gonna have to steal Milwaukee. I think I do think they go back. Yeah. I'm going obviously with Boston. And this ain't even a homer pick. I, I really think I I feel like we got the best chance of getting that Giannis. I understand y'all gonna say Chris Middleton this down third, but I see it. I see all I see is us getting better, and I don't really see them really making moves. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Boston versus. I want my get back. I want my get back. Boston versus Golden State too. That's what we get for what you asked for. Give me my get back. Boston versus Golden State too. Well, be careful what That's you crazy. The rumble in the jungle. What happened with the rumble in the jungle? Ali got past Foreman the second time. I want my get back. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, man, it's been a great show, man. Like I said, I missed you guys. We had we took too much time off, but we back. We're gonna try to get back more consistent with this, you know. So great show. All right, y'all. Thank everybody for the support. Signing off for Howard and K Wall. This is the Balance Podcast. Good night. See ya.